Hi, this is Lindy, the creator and host of Lindy's Audio Cafe, a podcast focused on positive and thought-provoking stories. Life gets busy, and in the race for happiness, we sometimes forget it's often the smaller things in life that truly matter. My podcast is focused on the stories that don't make tabloids, the basics that make you smile, the kindness of people who help make the world a better place. Yeah, we need a bit more of that. But before we get started, please be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss future episodes. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. It's Lindy, and I'm glad to be back in the podcast chair today. I live on beautiful Vancouver Island right here in Western Canada. I'm Grammy to two wonderful children who live in Northern Canada, proud mom to two adult children, and partner to a man who survives my quirkiness. Yes, I am quirky, and I believe that goes hand in hand with the creative side. It's Valentine's Day, and I'm up early thanks to Ozzy, the studio hound. Ah, I have a senior poodle in the house, and lately his sleep patterns are off a bit, so I'm a little bit tired today. I was up twice in the night last night. I took him out on a long back trail walk yesterday, and I suspect he chewed some foliage that might have upset his tummy a bit. So now I'm awake, and he's fast asleep in his bed behind me. Funny how that works. Last week I noted I was looking for stories about neighbors. I wasn't looking for trash or gossip, but plain old stories that might bring a smile. I have a few to share today, and it all goes hand in hand with today's topic. Neighbors. The good and the bad. We've all had neighbors that became part of our lives, whether or not we wanted it. There are good neighbors, and there are challenging neighbors. Oh, I've had both. My memory of neighbors goes back a long way. I'm just a few years away from turning 60, yet my memories of childhood neighbors will always stay with me because they became lifetime friends. I have a friend in Alberta, and we were childhood friends. I went to kindergarten with her brother, and their mom babysat me. We weren't close neighbors, as in our houses being right next door, but we were close. We lived one block away on the next street, and we were at each other's houses often. Our moms became close friends, often providing support to each other as parents and during difficult times. Felt like the children in their family were an extended part of our family. The boy I went to kindergarten with was my best friend in those days. Yes, I got his hand-me-down long johns, and we played with toy trucks and farm animals in the sand. And in winter months, our moms often took turns hosting all the kids for an afternoon, providing entertainment for us and a much-needed break for the other mum. They were more than neighbours. They became the family that lived on the block over. Yes, even though we were not related by blood. We had another neighbour who had two boys, and they also became part of our family. Their dad was raising two boys on his own, and our mum was raising four girls on her own. Our parents were never romantically involved. They were just simply friends. I can remember times when he loaded all us kids in his Toyota Jeep and took all of us to the Dairy Queen for treats on a hot summer day. For a single dad, I'm sure it wasn't always easy to pay for the extra kids that came along, but he did it. As kids, we looked out for each other. I remember one day when I was a preteen, I think my mom was at work. It was a really hot summer day, and I decided to crank the record player from inside the house so I could hear the music while I was out on the front lawn. Yeah, we didn't have headphones in those days. Uh, It was early, and I was enjoying the warmth of the sunshine on my shoulders, the smell of the dew on the grass, and the voice of Deborah Harry singing Heart of Glass, echoing through the neighborhood. One of the boys from across the street, and he was a couple years older, came flying across roads and said, Lindy, Lindy, what are you doing with your music so loud? I said, oh, I'm just hanging out. I love this song. 
I think I was around 10 or 11 at the time. You gotta turn it down, he said. This is way too loud and it's so early. You're gonna get in trouble. Oh, I replied. I had no idea you could hear it across the road. I looked up to Gary and he too was like a big brother to me in the neighborhood. He had my back that day and the backs of all the other neighbors who may not appreciate listening to Blondie full blast at 9 a.m. I wasn't a bad kid, but I was a kid, and in those days, older kids often helped mentor the younger kids in the neighborhood. I think Gary actually taught me a life lesson that day about respect for neighbors when it came to noise. I had other neighbors growing up, and they lived at the top of our street. Well, we had four kids and a two-bedroom house, and it seemed snug at times. We were fortunate enough to have running water and full toilet facilities. My friends up the street, underneath the hill, didn't have bathrooms. They had to use an outhouse remote back during the cold winter months. As kids, we didn't understand why things were different. We didn't know that for years, the families of our friends were repeatedly displaced from land they'd used for centuries. We didn't know that. Um, And it wasn't until years later, after I'd grown up and moved out, that our friends' parents were actually able to move to a new subdivision that was created through negotiated agreements. Although our own families were great neighbors, the generations before us didn't even think about the word neighbor uh, when it came to land use. So, you know, and I'm still friends on Facebook with these ladies, and I know 50 years later, we all still feel a bond that came from growing up in that neighborhood. I had another neighbor down the road. She came from Mexico. I didn't really understand how different her culture was, but I knew she was a nice girl, and although we were very different and she was a bit younger, Riding bikes together did not require a lot of linguistics, simply a lot of smiles and knowing we could be friends, no matter where we came from. As I grew up and moved out, I learned what did and didn't make a good neighbor. The first neighborhood I moved into at the age of 17 was not a good neighborhood. Oh boy. I worked evening shifts at a local restaurant and a few times I drove home in my car, I had people throwing rocks at my car in the dark, yelling rude profanities. It was nothing personal, just not a good neighborhood. The rent was cheap, but the $200 a month deal was not worth the negative surroundings. I updated to a $500 a month apartment. Yeah, it's hard to imagine those prices, but yeah, that was in the mid-1980s. After that first experience on my own, I had moved into a three-story apartment building. Yet my apartment was up on the third floor, and I remember I moved in on a hot, sunny day in July up the stairs and down the stairs, packing furniture and boxes. It was getting towards the end of a long day when I opened the door to my apartment. I discovered there were people I didn't know sitting on the couch. I stopped in my tracks at the door and my first instinct was, what the heck are you doing in my apartment? Oh my gosh, then it hit me. That was not my couch, not my chair, and not my floor lamp. I was in the wrong apartment. I was so embarrassed and I likely scared the crap out of them also. As I stood with the box in my arms, I just said, I'm so sorry, I am on the wrong floor. They were great and they burst out laughing and said it wasn't the first time that it happened. Oh, I beelined it out of there and went straight up the next flight of stairs. I never really did get to know those neighbors under me, but from time to time we would pass in the parking lot and they'd give me a wave and I'd wave back. At that point I was just 18 years old and I'm sure they were grateful I was not a noisy neighbor. I was working two to three jobs to make ends meet and I had no time for noise. 
Throughout the years, I've had great relations with neighbors and met people from all walks of life. I really have. Years ago, I was at the beach with my daughter when she was around four years old, and it was just the two of us. A lovely family with two little girls around the same age invited us to join them. And the girls played together, and I had great chats with the couple. It was much to our surprise when a year later, this very same family moved in down the road from us. I remember the excitement as we said, Hey, you're the family from the beach. And the girls became good friends throughout high school. And although I eventually moved away, there's always going to be a connection. I'm still in touch with the parents from time to time, even though I now live 2,500 kilometers away. I've had neighbors that did not fit the bill of good neighbors. One time I had a neighbor who came to borrow a jigsaw from us. He said he just needed it for a day. Well, it turned out he was building an entire fence, used the jigsaw for the whole thing, and returned it back with a burned-out motor. He said, Huh, guess I need to buy myself a new jigsaw because yours doesn't work anymore. And off he went to buy a brand new one. Yep, left the broken one on our doorstep. That's always a hard thing with lending and borrowing, and perhaps it wasn't his fault that the motor blew, but no matter what, the tool he borrowed for a small job was used on a big job, and there was no offer of help to replace it. I had another neighbor behind me whose dog barked morning, day, noon, and night. The guy was never home, and his dog was off and left outside, and I love dogs, but I don't love dogs barking all day at the fence right behind me. It was hard to enjoy the backyard because this thing was loudly barking at the fence at all times and it only stopped when the neighbor was home. I found myself getting wound up after it went on for months because I couldn't sleep with the windows open because this barking dog would keep everyone up. I politely said something to him at the fence one day and mentioned, um, you may not be aware, but your dog is barking all the time when you're out. He shrugged and said, oh yeah, well he never does it when I'm here. And he glared at me and I knew he thought I was being picky. Well, a week later, the dog was no longer outside all the time, and I found out a few years later the other neighbors had also talked to him about it after I did. Barking dogs are always a tough one because a dog is a dog and dogs bark. It's hard if loose dogs come up to the fence because a dog inside the fence may bark to protect the property. Sometimes it takes a bit of cooperation on both sides to make life possible for the neighbor and for the dog. Speaking of neighborhood dogs, we had a really crappy neighbor when I was a kid. There was a year when we had a neighbor with a German shepherd dog, and the neighbor sometimes went on a bender, and one day I came home after school and his dog was loose. I couldn't get near our yard because the dog was pacing on the road in front of our house, barking and snarling at me. And I remember this. I had to pee so bad. It was the first year that I was allowed to come home alone after school. My sisters would be arriving soon on their bus, and I wouldn't be alone for long but it didn't help that it was a cold, cold winter day and I had to pee and the dog wouldn't let me near the yard. I actually went and knocked on the door of a neighbor across the road and asked for his help. I didn't really know him. I just knew his name was Pete and he had an accent. Pete came out of the house, managed to get the dog by the collar and get him back into his own yard. Turns out the neighbor next to us, the actual dog owner, had consumed a few too many libations that day and was sitting in the doghouse when Pete arrived. I was forever grateful to Pete, as I was desperately trying not to pee my pants, and it was so cold out, my toes were cold. That damn loose dog had made life difficult. I remember Mum giving me a very strong chat that day about never knocking on the door of a neighbor we don't know. I said, well, I knew his name was Pete, and she chastised me very strongly, said, it doesn't matter you know his name, you don't know him.
You don't go knocking on their doors. But I remember that day feeling really upset because the dog had scared me, and now I was in trouble for enlisting the help of a neighbor I didn't really know. Lots of fears happened that day for me and my mom. None of it would have happened if that dog had not been loose. I moved into a home in a fairly new neighborhood when my kids were small. It wasn't a fancy neighborhood, but the homes were newer, and we were all building up our properties from scratch. It's a lot of work to put up a fence and landscape. Our family worked hard, and we brought in multiple truckloads of sand for an open sand pit around the kids' swing set. Um, and I had slowly purchased shrubs and bushes for the yard as I could afford it. One day I noticed cat crap in the sand area under the swing set, so I picked it up. The next day there was more, and I cleaned it up again. And this continued for a while, and I noticed my neighbor's cats were constantly on the fence, jumping into my yard to do their business around the swing set. I politely mentioned it to my neighbor, and she said, Oh yeah, okay, I'll try to keep them away. But it didn't happen. Soon I noticed the lilac bushes were getting chewed up out front, and I had just planted them earlier that summer. I was now cleaning cat crap around the lilac bushes. The branches were getting broken with chew marks. One morning, the neighbor crossed the road phoned me at 7.30 and said, Hey, look outside. You're going to find the culprit to your damaged lilacs. So I opened the front door, and both the neighbor's cats were in the front garden, one chewing on the plant and the other one burying its poop in my garden. It was so frustrating. So I mentioned again to my neighbor that her cats were making a mess in my front yard as well as the back. Well, she was young and a new homeowner. She glared at me like I was a cat hater. I didn't hate cats. I grew up with cats. I just didn't like cats wrecking my property. So a week later, I went out on my back deck, and we had that indoor-outdoor grassy-looking turfy kind of carpet on the upper deck, and the carpet now had a strong, pungent smell. I couldn't figure out where the smell was coming from. It just reeked. (coughs) Turns out the cats have been going up there, and one was spraying it. This time, I was not so polite. The deck covering had cost hundreds of dollars. My neighbor didn't want to hear it. She didn't care that her cute furry felines were causing damage to the things we'd worked so hard for. And it didn't stop there. So we put a sign in our front garden, and it was kind of a cheeky sign. It looked like a grave marker, and it had a no pooping animal sign on it. And it says, here lies the last animal that shit in our garden. (laughs) My other neighbors all laughed and thought it was a funny sign, but the cat owner didn't. She approached me one evening around seven at night and asked me to remove the sign. She told me she felt threatened by it. She didn't know what kind of people we were and was questioning her own safety next door. Oh my goodness, I lost it. I had put up with cleaning up after her animals. They had destroyed things I had paid for. I was a hard-working young mom, and I was at the end of a long day when she arrived at my doorstep to accuse me of being a dangerous person. My response was, first of all, your cats have caused so much damage here, and you don't give a shit because it's not you paying for it. Second of all, I was born and raised here, and I've never hit anyone in my life, so you obviously don't know me. Third of all, I consider this accusation harassment, so get the F off my property and don't come back. I don't want to see you or your cats near here. Oh boy. Uh Uh-oh, I was just vibrating and that was it. We lived beside each other for a few more years and we would arrive home at night, pull in our driveways and avoid looking at each other. The funny thing is, though, is that her cat stopped coming over. It was around the time she put in her own garden and landscaped her yard. After a few years, I knew she'd face some repairs to her fence, her shingles, and it must have cost her a lot of money to landscape her yard from scratch, just like us. 
I didn't like what had happened. I don't like confrontations. After a couple of years, I attempted to smile at her as we pulled our cars in the yard. Eventually, she smiled back, but we still went in our own houses. One day, I came out and I noticed a bright yellow spider in my flowers. I'd never seen a spider like that. It was bright lemon yellow and looked like a little crab. I was looking at it when she pulled in the driveway, and I decided to take the plunge and try to engage. Hey, come look at this cool spider. I've never seen anything like it. She walked over, crouched down, and said, I think it's a yellow crab spider. Sometimes they come in on the flower trucks. So we began to talk about the yellow spider, and soon we were smiling and chatting, and the memories of the fight over the cats disappeared. We never brought up what happened again, and we continued to exchange pleasant words. I honestly think she was really young when she bought her first home, and now that she had a few years under her belt, she understood the cost of homeownership. I look back now to when we were kids, and we had cats that roamed around the neighborhood. I sure hope they didn't rug anyone's garden. The funny part is now I live on Vancouver Island, and it's prime climate for rats. I know we have rats in the hedges because my critter cams picked up those beady eyeballs at night. And I'm actually really grateful now when I see cats on the critter cam at night because I know they're keeping the rats away. (laughs) Funny. But none of these cats are a problem and they've never wrecked my gardens. As far as the cat incident from up north, well, it was a learning experience for all of us. And I'll always be grateful that at the time I moved, I was on good speaking terms with my neighbor with no ill feeling. Imagine how one little yellow crab spider provided a place for neighbors to reconcile. When I moved to Vancouver Island, I was worried about moving to a new neighborhood. I'd lived in the Yukon for 44 years, and it was my first time leaving my hometown. Yukoners pride themselves on being friendly and welcoming, and I wondered how it would be in my new community. I can honestly say it was great. The day after I moved in, two ladies arrived at my door, an apple pie in hand, and an offer to join them on a dog walk. Almost 14 years later, and I can say that one of those ladies is considered my island family. We no longer live in the same neighborhood, but we'll always be friends no matter where we live. And it started with an apple pie and a warm heart. I had one neighbor who used to tie one on and sit in his hot tub singing John Denver songs at 1 a.m. during the week. What he didn't realize is because a hedge bordered our house, it didn't mean that I couldn't see him, or it didn't mean that because I couldn't see him, I couldn't hear him. It was frustrating. When I needed to be up early for work the next day, You know, and he was singing really loud, one in the morning in the hot tub. Once or twice a week I could live with it, but when it became a regular occurrence, I managed in a polite way to chat at the fence one day. And I, I mentioned, gee, I love your hot tub. Your husband has quite the singing voice. His wife looked at me in horror and said, you can hear him? I politely smiled and said, oh, sometimes he sure likes John Denver. It stopped after that. I don't think they really knew that the sound carried so much. The funny part is, though, I'd actually named him Randy Travis for a while because he was singing Randy Travis songs in the hot tub also. And after he moved away, my friend from the neighborhood told me one day, I have Randy Travis music stuck in my head. I think someone behind your old house likes to sing at night. (laughs) Oh boy, the hot tub karaoke artist was at it again. I could go on and on, and maybe I already did. But, you know, neighbor stories, but I really can't. I really can't sit and yak all day in a mic, so I know I'm going to have to wrap it up soon. We all have good stories and bad stories. The neighbor that was nosy and needed to know your every move versus the neighbor who simply kept an eye on your place out of genuine concern. 
the needy neighbor who's constantly at your door the moment you arrive home from work versus the neighbor who respects boundaries. There's a neighbor who likes to gossip, and they make sure they're the first one to break the news on the nitty-gritty dirty of the person next door. Hmm, But they often find themselves looking in when the neighborhood barbecue happens, because most people don't like to hang around a gossip. That's so true. I do know I need to wrap this up, and I think I'm going to end this podcast today with a cute story, something to make you smile. Okay, so today is Valentine's Day, and you might recall that last year I did a podcast with J.D. the Flower Man. Uh, He's back out there today with his shenanigans. He's got a bus decorated. Uh, It's been decorated by a group of high school students here. He's got an entourage of volunteer musicians, photographers, and he's dressed up as Comox Cupid. He's going to go around town today visiting schools, seniors, and other locations, and he's going to be sharing his Valentine treats and making people smile. J.D. shared a story with me recently about a way that he also helps in his own neighborhood. This is uh, J.D. the Flower Man calling. And, uh, well, I'm just responding to your Facebook message about um, neighbors and the kindness of neighbors. I've got a couple of stories to share. I live in a condo complex here in Courtney. Uh, there's a large parking lot in the middle of the complex, and it's been known that, uh, that I've gone out to... Um, uh, uh, place flowers, uh, live, fresh-cut flowers on the window of every car, tucking them into the windshield in the morning before anybody gets up. And uh, I thought they'd be a nice way for people to start their day to see a flower on their car windshield rather than a smashed window or a slashed tire, which, by the way, has never happened here anyways. But I think it, uh, it's a nice way to start the day having a fresh flower to greet you. And uh, also, I had a call from a brand new neighbor the other day, just the other day. Uh, We did exchange phone numbers. Uh, This neighbor uh, shot me a text a couple of, two days ago, saying that they were on the ferry on the way over and they needed a wrench to borrow. They had to do some maintenance inside their unit. And I quickly grabbed my monkey wrench, my crescent wrench, but which by the way, I found while I was cycling up Pritchard last year. And uh, I grabbed the red rose, and they wanted the, the wrench left for them at the back door. So I ran out to their back door, uh, took the, the monkey wrench, and I tightened the wrench on the, the stem of the red rose, plucked that into a flower pot, and that's how they would have seen their wrench that they were borrowing from me. Uh, both these random acts of kindness have led to multiple positive conversations, uh, especially the one with the flowers on the windshields from all the tenants here. Uh, talk was of having a Christmas party amongst all the tenants, kind of like a pot, potluck supper. Uh, we would go door to door at Christmas time and uh, and uh, step in and, and introduce ourselves to each other. Uh, unfortunately, that party didn't happen this year. I guess we all got too busy, but it certainly led to some great conversations. So those are two really nice stories I'd like to share with you about um, random acts of kindness uh, in the neighborhood. Thank you so much to J.D. the Flower Man for sharing that story. It's definitely heartwarming. Sounds like you're a great neighbor. All right, it is time to wrap it up. And I appreciate each and every one of you taking the time to listen today. It's Valentine's Day on the day that I'm recording. And uh, yeah, I'm going to just mention real quick, Valentine's Day is not just for lovers. It's about kindness, caring, and simply being a good neighbor. All right, have a great week, everyone. And remember what I always say as I head out. Smiles come in all languages and in all colors. Take care. Talk to you soon.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to click like and share it so others can enjoy it also. Join the Lindy's Audio Cafe podcast group for updates. Oh, and positive reviews are always welcome as well. (laughs) Check the show notes for updated links. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.